Thanks for listening to the Northridge Christian Church Podcast. At Northridge, we exist to help people take their next step to move closer to Christ. We believe that following Jesus is a journey, and we want to help you through that journey any way we can. If you have any questions about Northridge, you can contact us at info at northridgechristian.com. We pray that your life is transformed through this message today, so prepare your heart and mind for this teaching by our lead pastor, Mike Wears. Imagine you're out under the stars. You're just outside of Bethlehem, and uh, you're a shepherd. You're one of a, a few shepherds that are there that night, and you happen to be watching your sheep. It's a, it's a nice night. You can see the stars, and uh, it, it is just, a, it, it's a, just peaceful. You, you hear a sheep over there, bah. He's not worried about anything, just letting you know that he's there. And, and, and then you hear one of the other shepherds. He's not on watch right now, and he's just snoring away. He, he's having a nice evening. And, and you're there and enjoying the quiet. And then all of a sudden, it lights up like crazy, and there is an angel standing there. And the angel says this, do not be afraid. What are you at that point? Afraid. You know, that's a nice scene, isn't it, of a, for, for a Christmas card, shepherds and sheep. What did they, they actually put the, the picture of the shepherd when the, when the angel appears? You know, or, or how about the sheep? That would be another great one. I don't know what they would have looked like, but it would have been an interesting thing. So, so I want you to, to think about this, and we're going to pick up this story in Luke 2 and verse 10. Luke 2 and verse 10, and this, this angel appears, and it actually says, they were terrified. Okay, that, that, this, this scared the bejeebies out of them, and, and it actually, actually caught them off guard. And then in, in verse 10 of uh, chapter 2, this is what it says, and the angel says this, he says, Do not be afraid, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Do you know what a manger is? It's a feeding trough for animals. We, we use it all the time. And somebody actually asked me this week, exactly what was a manger? It was a feeding trough. They would have put hay. They would have put feed in there. And so this isn't necessarily a very sanitary place to put a baby, but it was a place that, that Jesus was put. And then after he, he makes that announcement, this is what happens next. Uh, it says a whole host of angels, uh, a huge crowd of angels, a heavenly company, uh, they, they make this announcement. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. I want to stop there. We, we normally read over that pretty quickly, and we don't really think about what it says. This isn't in your notes, so you can just pay attention for a couple of minutes. This is kind of extra today. I'm not going to charge you for it. Um, but, but what happens when I read this, it, it, it's pretty amazing. And God has worked on me in this place. Now, now I, I want you to, to hear what it says here because it, it, it's kind of interesting. God determined that he was going to, to let the shepherds know about his son. Now, you read over that and you don't think that's very significant, but it is absolutely life-changing. It's revolutionary what happens right there. Let me tell you who God bypassed. When he went to the shepherds, he bypassed the religious leaders. Hey, I wouldn't have gotten to hear it. Staff, we wouldn't have heard it. 
But he also bypassed, he also bypassed the synagogue goers. So that would mean that you all wouldn't have heard the message either. And then he bypassed the influential people. Uh, the, the politicians and, 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 and all those people. They didn't get the message. And, and then you know what he did? He, he bypassed the rich folks. So Bill Gates and Warren Buffett wouldn't have heard the message. And, and then he, he bypassed, he bypassed the, the, the famous people. So Taylor Swift and whoever the Kardashians are, they wouldn't have heard it. And he goes to shepherds. That's pretty significant even though we read over it pretty quickly. Let me tell you about shepherds. A shepherd wouldn't have been allowed to testify in a court of law because they were thought to be thieves. So, so they were pushed aside. No, no, you, you can't do that. Okay, uh, the, the shepherds were considered unclean, so they wouldn't be allowed to go into the synagogue. Now, when I say unclean, there is a whole list of, of things in God's Word uh, that, that, that would say that you were unclean. And, and the religious leaders that day, it kind of made them a lot narrower. And so what, what, what would happen is, well, a sheep sneezed on you. You can't get in. You can't come to the synagogue. So, so just imagine you're a shepherd and you, and you showed up here at Northridge Day. And what they did is they said, no, you're not coming in. You're a shepherd. You're unclean. So so when we talk about the shepherds, we're not talking about the bottom uh, of the totem pole. We're talking about underneath the totem pole. Do you get that? Not good enough. They, 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 They couldn't testify in the court. And what God does in that moment when he goes to the shepherds, when he sends the angel, when he makes that announcement that the Messiah is coming, that that his son was being born, he bypassed all the people that would have thought that they were going to get to hear the message, and he went to the very bottom. And this is what he does. He doesn't say, shepherds, go get yourself cleaned up. Go, go get the smell of sheep off of you. Go get yourself right. Go through the purification right. He says, no, shepherds, I love you just as you are, not as you're supposed to be. That's life-changing. That is absolutely life-changing. How many of us right here in this room have been trying to earn God's love. Me. I, 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 I'm not as I'm supposed to be. Can I tell you that? I, I, I am not as I'm supposed to be. You know, it says, I, there, there's a pretty high standard in the Bible when I read it. It says not to let, your, not, not to let the sun go down your anger. Uh, sometimes I hold on to it for a few days. I don't meet that standard. It says, uh, not to let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Sometimes I, I, I do that. And, and it says, not to let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only that that builds other people up. Boy, I'm good at tearing people down. And then we can get to pride. We can get to, to jealousy. We can get to lust. We can get to envy. And you know what? I just don't meet the standard. But this story says to me, Mike, I love you just the way you are, not the way 
you're supposed to be. That changes everything, doesn't it? I don't have to try to be good enough. I I don't have to go through all the rules and regulations. I, I just got to accept that love. And when you accept that love, when you realize that God loves you just the way you are, and that it's not about the way that you're supposed to be, it changes your life. I want you to see how it changed the shepherd's life. Let's keep on reading here. And... And this is what you got to remember here is they've just come to the realization that God loves them just the way they are, not the way they're supposed to be. And, and then look what happens. They say, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing has happened, which the Lord has told us. They realize they're special. Why? Because God told them. Let's go and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what they had been told about this child. And all who were amazed at what, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said. They were probably also amazed that the shepherds were even invited. Why? Because God loves us just as we are, not as we're supposed to be. And then it says, the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. You know what? Those guys were changed because they understood that God loved them just the way they were not as they were supposed to be. And it absolutely changed their life. Here's the sermon in the sentence, and, 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 and this is what it says, and I'm going to change it. Um, it says, responding to God's call will change your life. Responding to God's call, strike out call and write love. Responding to God's love changes your life. You could put message there. You you could put all sorts of things. But when we understand that God loves us just the way we are, not as we're supposed to be, there are some changes that come over us, and we see them right there in in, in these these shepherds. Let, Let me tell you what the first thing that happens is. They realize that they can't stay where they are. They realize that they can't stay where they are if they're going to pursue Jesus. When the love of Jesus Christ grips your heart and soul, when you realize that he loves you just as you are, when you realize that he loves you just as you are, not as you're supposed to be, you begin this pursuit. You've got to get closer. You've got to have more. And in the midst of this, these guys realize we've got to see Jesus. God loves us, and there's something special, and it changes them. It changes them. They can't sit still anymore. They're on this pursuit. I mean, they want to get closer, and they begin to head into Bethlehem, and they move in that direction. Now, this is what Jesus has been doing all his life. He's been calling people. He calls people, and he says, come, follow me. And he doesn't say, get your act cleaned up. He doesn't say, get everything right. All he says is, come, follow me. Because what happens when we follow him is our lives change. 
So he calls people that are addicts. He calls people that are in sexual sin. He calls people that that are prideful. He calls people that are messed up in so many different ways. And he says, just come. Just come. Just walk with me. This is what he said to his disciples. He said, come follow me. I think the guys probably knew him a little bit. They probably heard some of his teaching, maybe about some miracles. But along the way, he just comes up to him and says, come follow me. And what did they do? They came as they were. They smelled a fish, most of them. But he didn't say, get cleaned up. He just said, come follow me. And he says, not only do you just follow me, but your life is going to change now. You've been catching fish. You've been collecting taxes. But this is what I want you to do now. I want you to fish for men. I want you to make a difference. You see, when we understand that God loves us just the way we are, not the way we're supposed to be, we'll be willing to follow him. And then we will begin to have his influence in our life and we will change other people's lives. Because just like those guys, we'll begin to talk about, we'll begin to honor, we'll begin to praise God. So so Jesus says, come follow me and I'll make you fish for men. And then this is the real key. It says, at once, they left their nets. At once, they left their nets and followed him. How many of you all have had good intentions to do something and didn't do them? We had the baptism day a, a, a few months ago, and I, I, there are three people that told me, hey, I'm going to be baptized in, in, in next week when it's a little bit better for me, when it's more convenient. And you know what? I haven't seen them. Why? Because they put it off, and it got pushed to the side. You know, when God speaks to us, and we hear his voice so clearly, and he says, I love you. What happens is, at that moment, we've got to bask in it and do what he says. These guys, they're, they're, they're there, and they're watching their sheep, and they know one thing they've got to do is they've got to pursue Jesus. Uh, a little over 40 years ago, well, really a lot of over 41, 42 years ago, I started pursuing a young lady, and she's sitting up here on the front row. And, uh, you know, it was a pursuit, okay? I had to convince her, okay? And some of you guys are saying, we don't understand how you convinced her. But I did. But you know what? When you're gripped by love, it changes everything. These guys were gripped by the love of God because he loved them just as they were, not as they're supposed to be. And now they begin the pursuit. But the interesting thing is, and the same thing happened as I began to pursue Kathy. The interesting thing is, is that, that, that they had to leave some things behind. You know, when I decided Kathy was it, I, I, I left some things behind. I said, no more. I, there's no other woman in my life. But these guys, it's kind of interesting when I read this, and, and, and it's, it's really kind of a, of a funny thing. It says, they, they walked off and left their sheep. Do you realize that? They headed into Bethlehem. They were shepherds. Uh, God spoke to them, spoke to them and, and they realized that God loved them just as they are, not as they're supposed to be. And what they do next is they walk away from their sheep. I, I don't know, but this, this is kind of the thought that goes through my mind. Boy, that's their livelihood. 
It, it, what if the wolves, what if the tigers, what if whatever animals that there were there uh, came and ate all the sheep? They would be broke. But what did they do? They began to pursue. This is the thought that I have in my mind. Here, here you have God. He opens up the heavens. An angel comes down. I mean, the light is shining. And now next, there's a whole group of angels that come. I imagine this is what the shepherds thought. We're going to go find Jesus. We're going to leave the sheep to God. I think he can handle it. Sometimes I don't do well at that. I say, God, I want to hold on to my sheep. (laughs) God, I'm not sure that you can take care of that. Anybody here with me? But there God was in all of his glory and the the light shined down. And to say, God, we can't go right now. we got to watch the sheep would have been absolutely the worst thing that could have ever happened. You see, it's at once. We drop our nets and we do what he asks. Jesus says it another way in Luke 9 in verse 23. This is what he says there. He says, whoever wants to be my disciples must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. You see, there are times when we're going to have to leave some things behind. There are times when you and I are just going to have to to, to say, I'm done with that. Because in following Jesus and and letting his love grip our hearts and letting him, him say to us, you know what, I love you just the way you are, not as you're supposed to be. When it gets a hold of us, what happens is we're ready to give up anything. Because what was once important is now not nearly as important. The Hebrew writer says it this way. He says, therefore, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, the pictures of a race, he says, therefore, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. The picture of a race. And he says, there are two things you've got to get rid of. Those things that hinder you, those aren't sins. Uh, my, my son-in-law isn't right, and he bought this. He had us actually buy a vest for him at Christmas, and it weighs 20 pounds, okay? And he exercises in that vest. He, he ain't right, okay? I got a vest. <laughs> I got 20 pounds right here, okay? Uh, all he has to do is eat a little bit more. But you know what? If you keep that on time and time again, and it weighs you down, you're just not going to be able to keep on going if you don't take it off. And the Hebrew writer says there are things that hinder us. They're not sins. They're not wrong. It it might be watching too much TV. It might be spending too much time on the computer. It might be so much time on Facebook that you don't seek the face of God. And, And it's not wrong, but it hinders us. He says you've got to leave that behind. But then the second thing that it says there is the sin that entangles. You know what? When you understand that God loves you, just the way you are, not as you're supposed to be. You're ready to drop some things behind and move on towards him. So they're willing to pursue God. They're willing to pursue Jesus. And they're willing to leave some things in the back. And I want you to understand, is when that begins to happen, when you begin to let the love of God grip your heart, when you begin to understand that he loves you just as you are, not as you're supposed to be, can I tell you what happens? Things will never be the same. Hmm. 
when I read this story, they begin to spread the word about what they've seen. I, I don't know if you caught what it said there as we were looking at it, but, but it said that they, they talked about, they told everybody what they had been told. This is what the angel said. This is what God said to us. And, you know, God came to us. We're, we're the shepherds. We're at the bottom of the list. But they came to us and told us. And I think they began to tell people about what God had done. And then it says they told the people that it was just as God had told them. You know what's happening at that point? Faith is being built. God does what God says. And boy, the message here is so huge because it is about the Messiah. And every Jewish person would have been waiting for the Messiah. They, they would have talked to each other sometimes and remind each other, you know, the Messiah is coming. And so what the shepherds said is the Messiah has come. This is what God told us. We've seen it. Now, it, it really says they did two things. It says they told people that. We would call that witness, wouldn't we? we they, they were witnesses to what God has said and what God had done. And then it says that they glorified and praised God. So they told people how great God was, and then they told God how great he was, and we would call that worship. So what we see in the midst of this is it changed them. It changed their witness and their worship. If you can imagine for me, with me for just a second, this, this witness in worship, I don't know what shepherds would have talked about. They probably would talk about sheep. You know, that sheep over there, Fred, he tends to wander off. And Nellie there, she eats the wrong things and it, and it tears up her stomach. And, and you know what? And maybe they talked about the, the football game from Jerusalem University and the University of Damascus. I, I don't have any clue. But I tell you what, once they realized that God loved them, just the way they are and not as they were supposed to be, it changed them. It changed what they talked about. They talked about how great God was to other people. And they talked about how great God was to him. Here's what I know. When we begin to understand the great love of God for us, that he loves us so much that he'll accept us just as we are and not as we're supposed to be, that changes us. It grips our heart so that we chase after God. It, it grips our heart so that things that were once important aren't important anymore. And, and, and it, it, it means that things will never be the same again. We will look at things differently. We'll be looking off into eternity instead of the things of this world. It grabs us. But you know what we typically do? Well, you know, if I show up at church, I'll get enough points, I'll get into heaven. You know, if I put a little bit of money in the, the offering plate, you know what, I, I'm, I, I'm going to get points enough to get into heaven. I, I'm going I'm to uh, be nice to somebody this week for a change. I'll get enough points to get into heaven. Doesn't matter how many points we have. 
It doesn't matter if you're in the negative column. God loves you just as you are, not as you're supposed to be. Can you say that with me? God loves us just as we are, not as we're supposed to be. That gets into our hearts. It changes us. Our pursuits will be different. The things that matter to us will be different. And our life will never be the same. Let me tell you what happens if we don't take those steps. The shepherds hear this. They, they hear about this baby and they say, well, that's nice. That's nice. And what do they do? They don't take a step. When we stop taking steps, what have we stopped doing? Following Jesus. But when our hearts are gripped by the love of Jesus Christ, we have this pull that grabs us and makes us want to take that next step. So, so one thing I want you to hear today, one thing I want you to hear today, and, and this, this is just pretty simple. You will always, you will always, you will always, as long as you're breathing, have a next step because God is always calling. There's a next step. And you know what? I, I found in my life, I struggle with performance and, and, and having to, to, to figure out, have I done enough good things? But when I bask in the love of Jesus Christ and I realize that he loves me just as I am, it changes my heart. And it isn't about doing all the right things. It's about responding to his great love. I don't know where you are today. I don't know what your next step is. I don't even want to try to tell you what it is. What I want you to do is just ask the Lord right now, God, what are you saying to me? What are you saying to me? Let's go ahead and take the lights down a little bit. And, and, and let's just ask God, what are you saying to me today? Right now, I know this. There's some of you all that have been battling the performance issues, thinking if I just do the right things, God will love me. No. <laughs> He's going to love you just the way you are. What's he saying to you today? He's saying, I love you. He's saying, I love you just as you are. And, 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 and come follow me because everything will change then. It will happen from the inside out. It won't be because somebody is pressuring you. because somebody's twisted your arm but it will be because the furious love of God has gripped your life so there's a space in your notes what's God calling you to today your next step maybe it's just to raise your hands and just say God I'm going to accept your love because you're happy with who I am right now and you're going to love me no matter what. And when that gets in your heart, when that gets in your soul, 
everything changes. Thanks for listening to this message. If you'd like to find out more about Northridge, visit our website at northridgechristian.com. If you'd like to stay connected throughout the week, download our ChurchLink app today for your iOS or Android device.